0: Target locking on in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust. Destination Devi. welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eb. You can find them on all social media platforms at the Ben E. You ready to take flight. We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, Elite Seekers? Episode forty-four. We are here. We're back again. This is officially our last Friday episode, but don't worry. We are just moving to a new day of the week. Officially. Elite Seekers will come to you every single Tuesday. Just gives us a little bit better spacing with the amazing lineup we got going on at Destination Devi on the radio channel, on the podcast channel. So hopefully you guys have no problems with that. You can still listen to it on Fridays if you want. We still are going to be dropping that Friday newsletter. So hopefully if you have not already, ensure you subscribe to the newsletter. It's absolutely free. You get a highlight. You get a little bit of free information regarding every single show, everything we got going on and it just kind of sets up your week. It really sets up your off season and I think this is going to be a big big thing. Shout out to everybody that has already subscribed to the newsletter. It is gaining traction quickly and I guarantee it's going to be one of the hottest things out there all off season. So again, the show will be moving to Tuesdays, but that's okay. We're excited for it. I think it helps fit my schedule a little bit and again, it gives us Some spacing on, on the entire Destination Debbie radio channel. So check it out every single Tuesday. This will be the last Friday episode, but it's going to be a fun one. Now, some of the biggest news that we're waiting on and really been trying to figure out as things move along here is where the heck are Caleb Williams and Jackson Dart going to end up? Two stud freshman quarterbacks, two of the top guys in their class are in the transfer portal. And we really have no idea where they're going to land. You know, you got schools like Ole Miss, we've mentioned TCU. You got Oklahoma, who Caleb Williams played for this year. You got USC, who Jackson Dart played for this year. Do these guys switch schools? Do they make a big splash somewhere else? Do they end up back at their former school with different coaches? You know, there's a lot that could still happen. I'm actually quite surprised that it has taken this long and We've really been talking about this saga for a couple weeks and with that said you know these are two guys that are so talented and at the premier position of quarterback it's going to really affect a lot of guys all around there. So um, you know I, I don't think we'll see these guys end up back at their school. Maybe a little more likely that Jackson Dart ends up back at USC with with uh, Slovis having transferred now out of there as well but Again, I think both of these guys end up in a new place and um, you know, if Caleb Williams ends up at USC, I think that's going to be something special, but hey, time will tell. Time will tell on this. Again, these guys are, you know, two of the best available quarterbacks we've seen in the transfer portal in a long time. This is a new world. This is a world where we are absolutely, you know, seeing a lot of that power shift back to the players, both with the NIL piece and and being able to make money while they're in college, rightfully so, right? We see these programs bringing in millions and millions, and, and it's always been about what do the players get? What do the players get out of this? So, you know, I really think this is gonna be a big one, you know, and these guys have the flexibility and the ability to choose a, a place that fits them. These coaches can move. Why not let the players move when they want to? So I'm pretty pumped for it, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. If one of these guys ends up at Ole Miss, I like that, too. I think there's, there's some potential there. You know, anytime you throw a talented quarterback in the SEC, they're either going to have a great chance to really build that resume or you're going to see who they really are, and, and maybe they just don't live up to that hype. Uh, but both of these guys I'm pretty high on, Caleb Williams especially. Jackson Dart, I think, crazy, crazy ceiling. The tools are there. Just a dynamic player, ultimate competitor. You know, maybe not quite on that Caleb Williams level, but again, the ceiling is there and Caleb Williams is is one of the, the quarterbacks I've been the highest on in some years. So, you know, I just think that the moxie he brings, I've talked about on past episodes, the ability to raise the level of everybody around him just because of his demeanor and his fierceness and his, his ability to step up in the moment. Yeah, we saw some ups and downs, but he's a true freshman. The dude beat out Spencer Rattler. Nobody saw that coming. I think we saw ups and downs from Rattler, but I I don't think it was something we were going to predict where Caleb Williams forces Spencer Rattler to transfer. That's a big deal. Pretty crazy. So, um, you know, pay attention. Pay attention to the news. It could drop any day. We don't know. I thought it was going to drop already. I thought Caleb Williams was a done deal to USC. He was posting, you know, on his Instagram story, all the LA games he was going to I believe it was the Rams game and the Lakers game and it looked like uh you know USC was showing him a good time obviously he knows Lincoln Riley coming from Oklahoma he think there's a good relationship there if it, you know Lincoln gave him his first shot to start over a, a a star quarterback right a star quarterback that was struggling a little bit but um you know not not every coach has the uh has the balls to go ahead and, and make that kind of change on a team Uh, As big as Oklahoma. So, hey, pay attention. Caleb Williams, Jackson Dart, where are they going to end up? Man, I I thought I knew, but I'm not sure. I'm still leaning Caleb Williams to USC and and Jackson Dart. You know, I I really think it it feels more like an Ole Miss situation just from what we've been seeing out there. So, if you made me bet on it, Caleb Williams to USC, Jackson Dart to Ole Miss, close the book on that one. But I will let you know how that bet goes. And and Reach out to me on Twitter at the Ben E. B. Let me know what you think. Tag me. Tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm right. I don't know. You guys figure it out. But we've seen, uh, you know, a lot of the social media buzz. So we'll just see uh, where they end up when they sign on the dotted line. Now, some other really interesting news that came up just recently is Jermaine Burton, Georgia standout wide receiver, transferring to Alabama. Now that's got to turn some heads. We know Alabama is loaded when it comes to true freshman wide receivers, but we really don't know where those wide receivers stand. Now Alabama's obviously losing Jameson Williams. They're losing John Mechie. You guys are moving on to the NFL. You bring in a guy like Burton, who was definitely underused, underutilized at Georgia, showed some skills, has flashed, but he comes in and, and he has a chance to. Take one of those starting roles, and I have to imagine he has some kind of idea on, you know, his chances at doing just that. Now, you got my guy, Ajay Hall. Love him. I think he is uber talented. We saw what he did in the spring game, Then we didn't really hear from him all year until the end of the season and playoffs. Starts to get some playing time. See Jamison go down. The big game. Ajay steps in, makes some good plays has some drops. I think there's, you know, it's still a great chance for him to step in, become a starter. You also have Ja'Cory Brooks, who played the most out of the true freshman receivers. He was the guy that Nick Saban trusted. And I think that's fair. I think Ja'Cory has a a heck of a ceiling. I mentioned him on past shows. I think he's just a lot more polished than Hall. I don't think, you know, the ceiling's as high as Hall, but I do think Ja'Cory was a lot more polished. Coming in from IMG Academy, just a superstar college level, high school quote unquote high school program. It's just a prep school that is all about it. My guy is there coaching the running backs, Mike Sellers, former All Pro fullback for the Washington Football Team from my high school. It's a it's a stacked school. IMG is stacked. So if you're coming out of IMG, you're gonna be a lot more polished, a lot more ready for that. Big time division one program because that's just what they do. They prepare you for that. The so Jakori is a game changer. We didn't really see much of Jojo Earl. Another guy I absolutely loved, just dynamic. I thought he would fit great in the Jalen Waddle role. And, and he still has the chance to do that. But we know he wasn't an early enrollee like some of these other guys. So I think that set him behind a little bit. And, you know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know what goes on in practice, but we're talking about Alabama. They're as loaded as they come. So if you're not ready every single day and you let anybody else get an advantage for any reason, you will be sitting. You'll be watching. And then you have to decide you're going to fight for one of those spots or you're going to transfer. So I think JoJo Earl has all the talent in the world. Absolutely love him. Dynamic playmaker. Definitely in the mold of a Jalen Waddle type player. To be seen, you know, if he can reach that height. And then you got Christian Leary, another dynamic player, a little bit bigger than JoJo, but a dynamic player, yak monster, a guy that, you know, we didn't see involved a ton. Had some moments, didn't see him involved a ton. I think Alabama is loaded. You throw Jermaine Burton in there again, surprise transfer. You got some other guys we'll talk about coming in from the recruiting standpoint. I don't know. This is uh, this is gonna be interesting. Really, really interesting. And uh, you know, Alabama continues to just churn through the talent, and we'll see what guys are able to rise to the top. What guys are able to fight the gauntlet and, and get through and make a name for themselves. Because if they do, you can bet on these guys on making an impact at the next level. Um, you know, I didn't feel like Mechie had that ceiling. Meche was a great player. Great player, lean up to that injury. Um, but, you know, he kind of did his job. Wasn't a high ceiling guy. He just really did his job. Slade Bolden, same thing, did his job. You know, I think some of these true freshmen have much higher ceilings, but you got to earn it. You got to do your job first and then you just build on it from there. And that's the struggle as a true freshman stepping into a program like Alabama. So pay attention there. Jermaine Burton coming in. I do think he probably. Steals one of those starting spots, then it becomes who else? Who else can step in the picture and become a main target of Bryce Young? Opportunities will be there. A lot of guys moving on. Pay attention. Alabama. Target on in three, two, one. Sticking with the Alabama receiver core, I do not want to miss the opportunity to talk about one of the fastest risers in the nation. Newly signed Alabama Crimson Tide wide receiver Isaiah Bond out of Buford, Georgia. Isaiah Bond, you look at him, you don't think he's the biggest dude, and he's not. He's 5'10", 175 pounds. But what kind of makes Isaiah Bond stand out is speed, speed, speed. The dude is an absolute blazer. Now again, he's 5'10". But his arms are as long as some of the 6'2", 6'3", receivers in the game. Okay? Crazy long arms. And and why is that important? Well, when you watch Isaiah Bond, he's able to play corner. He's able to play wide receiver. I think you're going to see him a lot at wide receiver at Alabama. But those arms come in handy in the contested catch situation. You got a guy that plays like a small, explosive, sudden, speedy receiver. But then he can go up and get it, using those long arms to his advantage. So he's the dude that can come in and earn a shot early and really push some of these other true freshmen that I really like. I mean, take JoJo Earl, for example. Again, I mentioned JoJo Earl as a guy that could and I think should fill a Jalen Waddle-type role. But now you bring in Isaiah Bond, who's faster than JoJo. Just as quick, just as sudden, just as explosive. those feet. Those feet are a tear, and they will be a tear in the SEC. Now you throw Isaiah Bond with a quarterback like Bryce Young, who just escapes the pocket, keeps his eyes down the field, is able to extend plays, Especially now a Bryce Young that has all this experience coming off of Heisman, probably a little motivated, because he didn't get to get the natty that he wanted. Now you throw a guy like Isaiah Bond out there. They're looking for speed. Jameson's gone. They need speed. This is a guy that could come in and do it. We got to pay attention to what happens this spring. Because he definitely could put his name on the map. Last year. Last year Isaiah Bond ran a 10.4. 10.4 100 meter dash in track. 21 flat 200. Those are big time numbers. Big time number. He won the Georgia State Championship. 6A for the 100-meter dash and the 200-meter dash as a junior. Okay, this guy is fast. He ran the second leg of a state title winning 4x1. This guy's got three championships already. 100-meter, 200-meter, 4x100-meter. He's pretty good. Pretty good in football, too. Played on both sides of the ball. Team goes 13 and 1, wins the 6A state title. What else do you want from the guy? He is a baller. He's gonna come in. He's gonna push. He's going to push JoJo Earl. He definitely is going to push. So I hope to see both these guys on the field because that's that's dynamic. But Isaiah Bond has that ability to come in and steal that Jalen Waddle type role. I think we're gonna see him. You know, running a lot of these seams, he's going to blow by guys. Incredible over-the-shoulder catch ability. His ball tracking is great. You watch a lot of his highlights. He had to slow down. He's so fast. He had to slow down to catch the ball, and he would box out the defender and just go up and make his quarterback look good. But Bryce Young is going to be able to air it out and get it to him in stride. And if that starts happening, you have a major, major player on the field. As if Alabama needed that. But yeah, Isaiah Bond is an absolute star. I think he's a name that you're not really going to see talked about too much. Some guys that are pretty deep into this, they know. They know what Isaiah Bond's all about. But I'm telling you, this is a guy that has the potential to come in and be a top three receiver in this class. Overall, when it's said and done, he absolutely has that ability. Again, very, very unique long arms for a guy that's 5'10". Very unique. Frame totally has the ability to probably add on another 10 to 20 pounds. We'll see how that goes. Hard to gauge, but his frame seems like it's a good one to add on a little bit more weight there. It's already 175 pounds, though, so he's not not a tiny guy. He, He knows how to use his body. He boxes guys out already. He blows by guys off the line. He uses those quick feet to just freeze defenders. So there's a lot of things to really like. And I think, you know, if he runs track this season, I'm not sure if he's running track or if he's going to be at Alabama early in the game, which is very possible. But his, tracks, his track speed would be, you know, on display this track season and and I hope we see it. But, uh, you know, if we got him in the spring game, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. We'd rather get him on the field early. I think he's a game changer. You, get, you got those guys stepping away that I think open up the door. Mechie opens up the door. Bolden opens up the door. Jamison opens up the door. Speed guys. Guys that can come out of the slot. But we got to pay attention. Is he going to play cornerback? I don't know. I, I just have a feeling it's going to be wide receiver. seems that way uh, at this point in the game. But we've seen a lot of guys change it up as soon as, they, as soon as they step on campus. Certain coaches see them. There's certain needs. We know how deep the wide receiver room is at Alabama. We've talked about it all episode. So pay attention to Isaiah Bond, what side of the ball he's going to play on. I see really no way that he doesn't at least get a shot at a wide receiver with that speed, that suddenness, that quickness, that ball tracking. He's explosive, Isaiah Bond. Your next one, I don't know. Check it out though. And this week was Bell Let's Talk Day, a big, big way to just kind of you know beat the stigma around mental health and get people talking about mental health. So yeah, we always do our our quote of the show, and and this week it, we're just gonna keep it simple. It's okay not to be okay. I just want to put it out there. Whether you've had a rough year, a rough month, rough day. you know all those things you know can get to you and it's okay not to be okay. Go out there, find ways to talk about things, find ways to cope, get active, do something that you know pours a little positive in your life. you know and I, I'm a huge believer in that. you guys know I did November this year and I've done it for I don't know seven years straight now because I battled you know depression myself pretty heavily. So Bell Let's Talk Day happened this week, and it was a big one. I just want to continue that trend and and make sure that the quote of the show was all about mental health. So you know, if you ever need someone to talk to, I'm always here, but there's so many channels. Um, There's so many hotlines out there that people can reach out to and talk to. There's so many local therapists and and just different ways to get help. But don't be ashamed of having mental health problems, dealing with depression and such, and other other big time you know obstacles it happens and it's something we learn to live with we learn to deal with we learn to work through every single day it's a battle and i just want to say thank you so much to everybody as always for rocking with us this was episode 44 that is all we got it was a fun one and i will see you back for the next episode coming up in february and hey remember Tuesday. It is now every single Tuesday that you will get your Elite Seekers pick. So again, thank you so much. That's all I got. Elite Seekers out.